Amen. He came for you. Master Bartell family, if you're going to come and help us today with our Advent reading. Advent readings are part of one of the things that we do as a tradition here. Uh, the four weeks leading up to Christmas and Christmas Eve, we read scriptures and light candles. They give us different aspects of who Christ is. And it tells a piece of that narrative that comes to us through the scripture. Today, we take a look at these and the four candles that are represented there today. It's hope and peace, joy and love. And today, we look to these scriptures uh, as they're read for us as part of that narrative. Good evening. Psalm 138, verse 1 to 5. I give thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called you, you answered me. My strength of soul you increase. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. And they shall sing the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Psalm 146, verses 5 to 7. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. Ephesians 2, 4-7. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 35, verse 4. Say to those who have an anxious heart, Be strong, fear not, behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And as you light these candles tonight, each one signifying the coming of our Lord, and tonight, Christmas Eve, we celebrate his arrival to us, and to the miracle he has come as our Messiah. Can we have a hand of appreciation for our family tonight? Thank you, guys. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas. We've been saying it for weeks, but it feels like it finally, doesn't it? Uh, if we haven't met, my name is Jay, and I'm on the pastor's chair. Celeste and I get a chance to lead this great congregation. Uh, you know, this Christmas season has been so powerful for us collectively. Thank you for giving to our, uh, our year-end giving. Thank you for giving to Mercy House. Thank you for giving to Convoy of Hope. You guys have been amazing, and we get to, to partner with so many others. Thank you for giving to the church and blessing us at this year-end. We're so very thankful for all that you do uh, in seeing the ministry go forward from here. You know, we talk about how we are on a journey with Christ and how we're walking with Jesus. None of us are perfect. All of us are still on that journey with Christ. And we use this image so much that everyone that goes to church here is sick of it. <laughs> but we're going to keep using it. 
because it's so good to tell the story of where we are. If we think that we've arrived in our, in our relationship with Christ, then friends, we've missed it because he's gonna keep going and we're gonna stay put. And pretty soon we're gonna be a long ways off from where Jesus is going. So we need to continue to be in step with what he's talking to us in our lives and in our hearts. And that's why no, no heart to anyone or harm to anyone that comes once a year or twice a year, but that's why we, it's a week in, week out, daily thing for us to live for Jesus. Because friends, I don't know about you, but I need Jesus every day. Man, I needed Jesus when my neighbor came with hot tamales this evening, right before I needed to come to church. And I was like, dear God, these are hot. I should stay and eat them. He's like, you're the pastor. I'm like, right, right, I'm the pastor. I have to go. No, we need Jesus every day, don't we? Yes, we do. We've been looking at this picture of the nativity and these stained glass images are so powerful for us. We've been using this theme of joy to the world because that's what we need right now is we need joy in our lives. Amen. Celeste talked talked about the divine interruption that Mary had in her life and how she experienced that divine interruption and she embraced it and walked into this narrative. It was not the plan that she had for her life, but it was the plan that God had for her life, which is a greater plan. And he has the same kind of plan for you, a greater plan than anything that you would come up or scheme or anything like that. In the same way, we talked about Joseph, the stepdad of Jesus, how he had this divine mission that he was set about on protecting and guiding and directing this child, this amazing miracle child who was to be the Messiah and how that mission was set out in front of him and how we too are called to be those on mission. We had this question that was dropped in front of us about our availability by Pastor Angus, and he shared this amazing story about him being there at the birth of his daughter in the parking lot of the hospital, and it's amazing. And he shared about that same kind of energy that the shepherds experienced when they were the only ones available to hear the announcement of the arrival of the Christ child and how they themselves went and answered that question, are you available? And they said, yes. We talked this last week about the divine gift that was given to us and how those magi came from a distance to worship the Christ child. And they did so at great cost to themselves, but they did so with an earnest heart. And the question for us, what are you giving Jesus at Christmas? Today, we look again to scripture. If you have your Bible, your tablet, your phone, we're looking at Luke 2, starting in verse 1. It says this, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This is the first registration when Canarius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swollen clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. Lord Jesus, we pray over your word today. You'd illuminate it in our hearts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, are you following God's leading? The the thing we're looking at tonight is divine light. Divine light. You know, when we look at that manger scene, we see so often the different characters that are there, but one of the elements that we sometimes forget is the star. 
And the star was one that wasn't a natural phenomenon, obviously was leading them and then stopping over where Jesus was. It reminded me of the Old Testament whenever the children of Israel were following a fire by night in a cloud of pillar of, during the day. See, it was the Holy Spirit of God leading them to this place. Similarly, that star the Magi were following, the star that the shepherds were following, they were following a divine light. Man, you gotta think about those simple figures in the manger and how we would think of Mary holding her new baby, looking as we've heard in song from Barry and others that the face of God. And what a powerful image. Meanwhile, this divine light of the Holy Spirit of God is shining brightly over this area where they are, not even in the house, but outside in the stable, probably in a cave. And he's there indicating the arrival of the light of the world to everyone that has arrived on the scene. Those shepherds, they came, they came with haste. Whenever they heard the news, of course, they were shook to their bones, but then they went with much energy to come and to worship, just as they are. They didn't go clean up first. They came in from the field, stinky, smelly like sheep, but came to worship just as they are. That's us today, too. We can come and worship just as we are. The Magi came and they came from a great distance at great cost themselves. We talked about it with great intentionality, but in all their splendor and all their knowledge and all the things that they have done, they still bowed their hearts and their heads to the King of Kings that arrived to no name people in a stable. And they, in the humble house where the light shone over them, they bowed their hearts to him. And that imagery that we see there is so powerful of these people of influence and wisdom of great wealth giving these gifts to the Lord. See, light came into the world. In the beginning of John, the gospel, it says this, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. It continues and says, in him was life, and life was the light of men. Light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Would you say amen to that? See, from the very, very beginning, when we see that image of the star, we see the light of the power of God that's shining that's there for us, the illumination to our hearts and lives. It says that Christ himself comes into the world, and he does so deliberately for us, to bring us out of spiritual darkness. Tonight, as you came in there, you probably had a candle that was given to you. You picked one up at the table. I'm gonna ask if our guys would help us tonight as we go and we darken out this room a little bit. See, the power of a light is a strong one. And even though we have lights in this room, other things that keep it a little bit brighter, this one single light will illuminate a large part of this room. See, I remember what it meant to be in spiritual darkness. I remember what it felt like to feel alone in a crowd of people. But Christ, his grace is so powerful. And Christ, whenever I knew better and walked away from God, still loved me, and his light still came back to me. 
and was shared with me. And it became alive again in my heart because I embraced his work on the cross for me. Today, I want to share this light with you. Some ask Celeste if you'd stand and come and take a bit of this light. And as you share this light with another, just like it was shared with me, it's powerful what will happen because a simple little light becomes something more powerful. Nene, would you come and take some of this light today? And see, as we share this light with other people around us, they're from all different families and all different connections, but each one of us has a story, and each one of us is at sharing that light as we go. BJ, would you come and take some of this light, sir? And the light becomes something powerful as we share it because it transforms one light after another. And see, for me, I'm so thankful for those who are willing to share the light of God with me. It was an example by my parents and later by others who shared that testimony, that story of the life-changing power of the light of God. I had tried to find illumination and other things. And friends, they were all empty. But the power of God, it shines bright in our lives. Would you agree? As your neighbor shines this light with you, think about that for a moment, about your life without God and then your life with God and how he becomes this bright thing in our lives. He illuminates us and our hearts. And one by one, the light grows and the room gets brighter. See, I think it's a powerful image for us because as we share this light one with another, now things are brighter. It's less dim, it's less dark, it feels less empty because God is filling our community with light. That's why we challenge every week for people to share their faith with others, for them to share the light of the gospel, the testimony they have. We challenge them to do so because it's a powerful thing. And as you have your light in front of you, if you would for just a moment as we're quiet, reflect on the goodness of God in your life. Let's just take a moment and thank God for his light in our life. Jesus. Now we know the song from when we were little kids, right? Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. So why don't you go ahead and lift your light up today and see it shine for everyone. Amen. Lord, we thank you, Lord, as we hold these lights up to you. Lord, we pray that you would shine in our lives, through our lives to those around us. Lord, that we would be a good witness and example of who you are to us. Lord, that you would help us, empower us by your spirit to let your light shine. That is our prayer, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you'd hold your life for just a second. The question that we have each week here is have you embraced Jesus? See, maybe you have this light in front of you, but you don't have God's light inside of your heart. Friends, I would challenge you that today, in this Christmas season, that you would embrace the God who loves you very much, 
and died for you, that you would embrace him, not just as fire insurance against some kind of damnation, but that you would start a new relationship with the living God. See, it says in scripture here, it says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so friends, that's today can be your opportunity. When we look at the cross, we see a symbol of forgiveness because Christ paid the price for us upon it. But he's not dead, he is alive. And because he is, we can have a relationship with him. So if you're here today for just a moment as we have these candles in our hand, if you would, just close your eyes. If you're here in the room and you'd say, Jay, that's me. I want to invite Christ into my life, if that's you. If you just pray this prayer with me today. It says, Lord, thank you for loving me. And thank you for sending Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose again. Forgive me of my sins. I surrender my life to you. In Christ's name, amen. And if that's you, if you would, while heads are still bowed, eyes are still closed, if that's you, you're here in the room, if you just raise your hand and just let me know that today is that day that you want to ask Christ into your heart. Are you here in the room? Is there someone that would say yes? I want to embrace Jesus. Amen. Amen. I see that hand. I see others. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we celebrate with these, Lord, that they make that public statement, Lord, that I want to embrace Jesus. Lord, we celebrate with them that today, Lord, the best gift that they can receive is Jesus. Lord, and they've embraced you in a new life with you. Lord, we celebrate with them. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. If you would, carefully extinguish this thing in front of you. If you have your elements, we'll prepare them. If you're here in the room, we have a two-part cup. The top piece is a small piece that will reveal the wafer. And the second one is to open the cup. Parents, you might want to help a kid if they're nearby. For us here at Cornerstone, we see the Lord's Supper as a precious and sacred thing. We don't need to be a member of this church to partake, but we do ask that you be a Christ follower because we hold it dear, the sacrifice he made for us. It says this in 1 Corinthians 11, Paul writing to the church. It says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This is the covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray today over this bread. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your body, Lord, which is broken for us. 
Lord, that you took on all of the sin and weight of the world and the brokenness that we experience. Lord, the brokenness that you experience. Lord, in your brokenness, Lord, we are made whole. Lord, so we thank you for your brokenness. We thank you, Lord, that you are the bread of life. Lord, and as we partake in this, remembering your sacrifice, Lord, we partake life and abundance. Lord, we partake all those things you provided for us. Lord, we partake wholeness in the name of Jesus. We pray this in your name. Let us take of the bread together. Let's pray over the cup. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful for your sacred blood. Lord, which spilled for us. Lord, it says that by your stripes we are healed. Lord, so for all those who need healing in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we proclaim healing in Jesus' name. Lord, we come against sickness. We come against, Lord, mental affirmity. Lord, we come against oppression. Lord, we pray for wholeness and healing in relationships. Lord, all these things which are covered under the blood of Christ. Lord, through your spilling of your blood, we are made whole and clean because you made a sacrifice for us. Because of your sacrifice, Lord, we are forgiven. Lord, we are so thankful. Lord, the greatest price that's ever been paid was the one for the weight of the sin for mankind. Lord, and you did that because you loved us so very much. Lord, we thank you. Lord, and we just proclaim the victory of your life over death as we take this cup together. We pray in Jesus' name. Let's take of the cup. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, as we take this communion together, Lord, we do so. Lord, remembering all that you've done on our behalf. Lord, and we remember how you triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. And because it, Lord, we too are victorious, and we give you praise. Amen, church? Amen. I'm asking if you would stand. Before we go, I want to pray this blessing over all of us, and then we're going to go out with a great song together. So if you would, just extend your hands outward as I pray this blessing over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Lord, I pray a blessing upon your church, your people. Lord, that in this Christmas season, Lord, we would seek you, Lord, in your divine light. Lord, we would seek you and share that light with other people. Empower us to live your love out to those around us. We pray this in the powerful name, your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas.